it's time to uh, continue the NBA talk. Check in with Reed Wallach from BetSided. Uh, Reed, appreciate you joining us, man. Did you have anything in this Toronto-Chicago game? Any bets? Yeah, uh, guys, thanks for having me on. I took the Bulls with the points. I took all four underdogs in the play-ins last night, which went 2-0. and uh, hat tip to me uh, and then I took both dogs tonight so I took the Bulls and I took the Thunder so um, I just think all these teams there's not much separating them and I thought these spreads were like a point or two too high so I thought you know let's take uh, some underdogs and last night it worked out pretty well and um, you know the, the Bulls have a top five net rating and defensive rating since the All-Star break this is a team that like quietly is putting it together it might not seem like it given the, the salary a lot of to some of their star players, but the Bulls have been playing pretty good basketball. And you know, on the other side, the Raptors, I know the game started, so it may lose a little bit of this opinion may not matter as much, but Nick Nurse has one foot out the door already. So are we really going to get a full effort from this Toronto team? I think these are two teams going in opposite directions. How much at all do you play into the DeMar DeRozan revenge game angle of the, tonight's game? No, that one didn't make the top of my list. I feel like revenge <laughs> angle, like now it's been like four, five, six years now. I feel like how long do we go with revenge angle? The the big talking one uh, was the Lakers last night, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley. Um, they all were playing their former team, and that didn't really come to fruition. D'Angelo Russell was terrible. So right. uh, that one didn't make the list, and now like, we're like five years out. I think uh, <laughs> I've closed the book on the DeMar DeRozan uh, revenge angle with Toronto. Reed, what about this game upcoming tonight, Pelicans and Thunder? You said you like the uh, you like the Thunder to cover the five and a half. Mm-hmm. Any player props that you were looking at in that game? Uh, Shea Gilch Alexander, I think he's gonna have a monster game. I just think this is a tough spot for Valanciunas and the Pelicans. The way they are gonna play drop defense with a prodding big man, that's gonna open up the floor for Shea Gilch Alexander. So I think he's gonna have a big game. Prob probably a points, rebounds, and assists because I just think he's gonna fill it up. Also, it's the playoffs. I expect he's going to get a full workload, you know, upwards of 40 minutes, you know, winner go home, all that uh, stuff. So I think big night for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And I think that one's going to go to, down to the wire. So, uh, you know, I think points, taking the points is a premium there. So big game is one thing, but his over his over under points right now is 32 and a half. Do you like that Oof. number? Is that why you're leaning more towards the combined so we can fill up the rest of the stat sheet? Yeah, and a half I, I think, yeah, I think pra's the way I'd go there because, you know, he gets the 30, but, you know, he's also dishing out 10 dimes. I mean, there's only so many possessions to go around. Playoffs, I mean, we saw both games last night went under the total pretty considerably. So, you know, getting uh, big NCAA tournament vibes from these play-in games, especially that uh, Lakers game late last night, was a, a tough one on the eyes uh, for people that like the <laughs> aesthetic of the NBA a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I think Shea Gilgis alexander Pras the way I'd go there. Speaking of those Lakers, they now match up with Memphis in the 2-7 game in the West. Grizzlies are favored to win that series. Would you take the Grizzlies, or do you think there's some value there on the Lakers to win that? Yeah, I'm pretty locked in on Grizzlies to win this series. That's my favorite bet on the board for the first-round series price. I think the Grizzlies are far and away a better team, and you're getting them at a severe discount, in my opinion. Anywhere you look, the Grizzlies have this Lakers team covered, and I think... We saw this last year with the Brooklyn Nets as, um, I don't know if it made the cup, but there's a Jason Kidd jersey, Net, Nets jersey hanging behind me. I'm a big Nets fan. Um, there's a lot of belief in the Nets that they would flip the switch, and the names on their team were anchoring their price against the Celtics. It closed around like a pick em, Celtics small favorite, and the Nets got rocked. I'm not saying the Nets or the Lakers are going to get swept in this series, but 
the Grizzlies have proven time and time again they are the much better team and the Lakers they're being outmanned they're out coached in my opinion and you have to play a Grizzlies team on the road in a game seven that is the best home team in the entire league this season they have the most wins at home all year so I just think this is a little ludicrous to me I think the name of LeBron James is driving this price and the talent discrepancy is quite large I think so um, you know, maybe the Lakers get a nice whistle or anything, but they also can't shoot from three. So I, I think the Grizzlies are going to take care of business and they advance to the second round. So um, Grizzlies is definitely my favorite series bet um, before the playoffs start. Have you looked at the odds yet for game number one? Right now, the Grizzlies three and a half point favorites. Do you like that line? You think? Are you surprised at the number? You think it'd be longer, shorter? How do you feel about that line for game one? I think it's a little short. Um, I think closer to four, four and a half makes a lot of sense. But, you know, I'm not surprised that there's a lot of sentiment around LeBron James and the Lakers. But, again, is LeBron James going to be able to hold up this entire series? He's playing on a bump foot already. Uh, we saw the last time the Lakers were in the playoffs, Anthony Davis, who was battling injuries, he got hurt against the Suns in the first round. So I don't know if this Lakers team, and, you know, you look at the schedule, they get two days off after game one, two days off after game two. Then it's every other night the rest of the way. So, we're assuming this series is going to be long and physical. LeBron James looked exhausted last night after playing 45 <laughs> minutes, I think it was. He's only played more than 40 minutes now six times all season. Like, I just don't I, – I question LeBron James' durability. If he wants to put on a virtuoso performance and lead the Lakers out of this series, that's great. But I just – anyone buying Lakers stock that they're going on this run, I think it, it's a fool's errand in my opinion. I, I The Lakers' fade is full on for me, um, and it starts in the first round against the Grizzlies. Reed Wallach from Betside joining P.J. Glasser and Denton Day here on BetMGM tonight. Golden State and Sacramento, a lot of people are are interested in this series. This is the first-round matchup I'm most excited for. I like Golden State, Reed. I know that Sacramento's the trendy pick. I've been comparing this to kind of like Seattle and Houston. We saw this in the MLB playoffs last year. You have a team that's ending a long playoff drought going up against the defending champs. I think Sacramento will give them a lot of punches. But Golden State, I mean, they've been through everything. They've seen it all. I think this mm. series maybe goes like five, probably six games. What are your thoughts on Warriors-Kings? Yeah, it's a tricky one because I find myself wanting to back the Kings in some form or fashion. Maybe like I'll look like over games or something. I haven't placed any bets on this series. But I do think the Warriors are ultimately going to pull it out. I just think that this number is a little crazy. When you look at the Warriors' record this season, and at a point, what are you just like, are what your record says you are? And I get the pl the NBA playoffs are so different, but the Warriors on the road this season, I know everyone's going to bring it up and stuff, but they're 11-30 and 30 on the road this year. Like, that is a very jarring statistic that, like, they would be by far and away the worst team to win a title road record-wise. So, uh, you know, this series, maybe the Warriors pull it out because, like you said, PJ, like the experience, first time here, the Warriors have seen it all. I, I get that. Long term, though, I can't really get behind Warriors futures because that road record is so damning. Like, it isn't like they're 500 and they could flip a switch and go on the road. They are one of the worst teams on the road in the entire NBA. I believe it's only like the Rockets, Spurs, and Pistons are worse or on the road than them. So, you know, this is really bad company the Warriors are with on the road. So, short term, I'm probably going to piss money away on the Kings and take them to, you know, win the series <laughs> or go long and they'll probably just get rocked because they don't have enough experience. But long-term, this Western Conference as a whole, I'm kind of dumbfounded with how to play it because a lot of conversations around the Lakers, the Suns, who have depth concerns and a lot of chemistry concerns, and the Warriors, who they've been a mediocre team all year. So I'm a little confused on how to play it in the West uh, going forward to this postseason. Do you have any sort of lean on the Clippers-Suns series? 
I, I think the Clippers aren't getting enough respect. I, I'm not taking the Clippers to pull an upset on the Suns, but I do think there's something to be said for the amount of bodies the Clippers have to throw. And I know there's no Paul George, but they could throw a lot of bodies at Kevin Durant. There's obviously Kawhi Leonard. And this Suns team, they've played with Kevin Durant on the roster, one playoff team since he got there. I know they haven't lost yet, but that one team was the Nuggets without Jokic. So they weren't even a playoff team. So the Suns have not been challenged with Durant. So everyone's going to talk about the record with KD, but they haven't been challenged. And, you know, they're one injury away from, you know, it's like Ish Wainwright time for like 25, 30 minutes a game. So I'm a little – and listen, I this isn't like me being a Durant hater because, you know, the Nets traded him and there's bad blood. I it, that's, It's not – that makes no difference to me. It's just the fact that I'm a little skeptical that I need to see a little bit more from the Suns, you know, to be laying huge numbers on them to run through series and stuff like that. They played, was it, nine games together? So I, I think the Clippers could maybe make this a little bit longer than expected, you know, plus two and a half games, plus one and a half games. Maybe the series, you know, the Suns get dragged in some deep waters here and they get pushed to the limit early. What about your Brooklyn Nets? They're uh, plus eight and a half in game one against the Sixers. What do you think of that? And then what chances do you give them at all at maybe even upset in Philadelphia? So Saturday afternoon, I like the Nets. I think that they're actually very live to win that game Saturday. Five years ago, actually, the scrappy underdog Brooklyn Nets played the first game of the NBA postseason at Philadelphia and beat the Sixers. So uh, maybe history repeats itself. But after that, uh, no, the Nets aren't going to have much of a chance in this series. I think maybe they get a game. I think game one is the most likely just because of the start time and kind of how the Sixers have tended to handle these situations with Doc River as a coach, uh, James Harden. Maybe he's not in the best of form. But I think it's going to take like, – like the Nets have one – one curveball to throw, you know, one three-point barrage to go on, and then it's Joel and beats too much. The Nets don't have the depth to hang with them. So I bet the Nets in game one, uh, eight and a half, I think is fine. But after that, I'm probably going to be steering away from the Nets because I just – I don't see enough answers for this team um, given the composition of the Sixers. But uh, Saturday afternoon, I, I think the Nets might uh, put a little scare on the Sixers. All right, if you take the the Knicks, the Nets, the Hawks, and whoever winds up with the eight seed in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and you combine them over under five and a half wins in in round number one of the postseason for those four teams. Okay, so I think the Nets get one. Mm-hmm. I think the Knicks. Knicks is tough because I'll give the I'll give the Knicks two. So that's three. That's three. I think the Hawks probably get swept, and then. I'll go under five and a half. I'll go <laughs> under five and a half. Uh, I think I, the Hawks, maybe they get one game on Boston, but ultimately Boston, the way they could throw different wings at Trey uh, Young is really going to be an issue for them. And then the winner of this game, Raptors or Bulls, that's just food for Milwaukee. So I'll go, I'll go under five and a half. Outside of Milwaukee and Boston, Reed, what would be the series in the East that you would most want to see? I, I think Cavs... Uh, Milwaukee's going to be a really fun series. I think the Cavs are, I'm not going to say underrated because, you know, there's everyone knows about the Cavs. I'm not going to say anything, but I think the Cavs are closer to the Sixers than the Sixers are to the Celtics and Bucks, in my opinion. I think it's more of a four-team conversation than it is a three-team conversation. Maybe we're a year early on Cleveland, but I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a proven playoff commodity. Darius Garland, he's going to have his breakout moment. You know, we know how talented he is, but it's Evan Mobley, you know, defensive player of the year candidate with Jared Allen down low. This is the number one defense in the league this season. So I think Cleveland, I think that they could definitely take, you know, two games 
I'm not going to go out of limb and say this goes to seven, but I think the Cavs have plenty of talent, plenty of depth to throw by as a Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I think they, they could really hold up nicely against Milwaukee, especially just the way they match up physically. I definitely think that they're a cut above the Knicks. The market kind of indicates that, but um, I like Cleveland getting out of the first round, and that series, I'm curious how that is priced. Maybe like Cavs plus one and a half games, maybe you get like a nice number on that. That's kind of a long-term bet I'm hopefully going to be eyeing um, in the second round if that you know, matchup comes to fruition. Reed, before we let you go, what's your uh, what's your finals prediction? Who do you like matching up? I I don't have a confident pick. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll go like super conservative. I'll do the two one seeds, Bucks and Nuggets. I really think though, wow. with the injury concerns all over the league, with the depth concerns, with I just think the overall parity. I think that I'm just going to play these series by series. I don't really see a ton of betting value right now and jumping on a team to go on a run. I just don't see, I think I'm going to play these series by series, you know, something like, you know, Memphis, Cleveland, those are teams I'm targeting. I'm going to play them the first round, then we'll reassess. All right. Very nice. He's Reed Wallach from BetSided. We appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the playoffs. All right. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Great stuff there from Reed Denton. The uh, Toronto Raptors are an 11 to three run here in the last three minutes and 15 seconds. They have a nine point lead, 25, to 16 now, 25 to 18. DeRozan just made a layup. Seven and a half point favorites currently on the live line, and the total is down to 209 and a half. So maybe the number is that small.